This is Highway to the Phantom Zone. If you find yourself on a road with no exits, no entrance, no signs, and no lanes, you might just be on the highway to the Phantom Zone. Welcome to the show, I'm Cody Andrew Sousa. Yes. What's up, man? Uh, how are you this fine morning? I am pretty good. I didn't get much sleep, but I am pretty good. And uh, how's the how's the weather on your end of the end of the country? Um, sunny today. The other day it was just snowing nonstop, Wait, slash rain, and then it just turned into like slush everywhere. Well, that sounds like a nice change of pace then. <laughs> and uh, and and recently, then you've been uh, touring a lot with uh, with Croak. Is that right? Yeah, I was doing, um, I haven't done any cons in 2017 yet, but I mm-hmm. was, for 2016, I did about seven cons towards the end of the year, so I was trying to push that as much as I could. And is that book all wrapped up? Uh, yeah, all three issues are out on Comixology right now, and then they're going to be actually out on newsprint May 3rd. May 3rd, okay. Okay, cool. Yeah, so it'll be in, like, the- Diamond... Okay, cool, cool. But they've been out um, in print individually, right? Um, just like, so, like, kind of like I, I print them out myself, and then I go to the, I go to cons and stuff, and I sell what I can. But they haven't been featured in any stores yet or anything like that. So now it's going to be uh, like, okay. you can go pick it up at a store and stuff like that. Point when it's May, and then it'll be bi-monthly. Very cool. Very cool. Okay. Okay. And then uh, how do you feel like that book turned out? I think it turned out well. It was Alterna's, um, Coke number one was Alterna's number one selling digital print, digital issue, I should say, my bad. But it was their number one book of 2016, which, I mean, that just made me freak out in happiness. I was all excited about that because that's really cool. And the response to it was, was good. I mean, I was happy with it. I was happy with the response. I was happy with the story that I created with, with all the other dudes. And, you know, I 100% have to say that I'm very proud of that book. And after that success, uh, now you have a new book. And is that through Alterna as well? Yes. Um, it's a new book titled Sinitis. I co-wrote this one with a buddy of mine. And we have an artist named Cecilia Lavalvo and Dee Kniff. He's worked on stuff for like heavy metal and a bunch of other things. But uh, I'm really excited about this book. It comes out this spring at some point. That's all I can really say. It's all I really know. But I'm very hyped for that. All you really know. So you you don't know what the book's about? No, I know what the book's about. But I just, <laughs> when it comes to like publishing details, all I know is that, hey, it's coming out at some point in spring in 2017. Ah, I see. I see. Okay, okay. That makes a little more sense. All right. Okay, I follow that. <laughs> and uh, is, is there anything you can tell us about the genre or anything? Um. Yeah, it's like a. It's a little bit of horror, a little bit of supernatural um, thriller. Definitely more like psychological supernatural thriller. There's a lot of genres that kind of we took influence on here. Like um, co-writing, it was a diff- very different experience than just you know you get to, mm-hmm. just going out and then just writing whatever you want. So, because, like, I'd write something up, and then I'd send it to my co-writer, Dan, and then he'd be like, oh, what do you think of this? And then I'd be like, okay, and then we'd change it, and then we'd give it to the editor, and then 
she changed it and she's like, all right, yeah, you guys got to clean this up. And then, you know, but um, it was a very different experience. So, like, the whole basis of the story is about uh, a man who thinks he has tinnitus and he goes back to this old house that he used to visit when he was a kid, this old abandoned house. And it's just about how our deepest, darkest fears just, you know, they, they come back out, they come they come back out of the closet type of thing. Now so I'm a just, little um, ignorant it, here. What's um, what's uh, tinnitus? Tinnitus is when somebody has like a ringing in their ear, like constant, like they can constantly oh, okay. get it, it just fades okay. in and out. And like I didn't really know much about it, but my my co-writer Dan, he has tinnitus. So he's like, no one really knows about tinnitus. No one knows what it is. He's like, I have it. He's like, we're just randomly at times. It'll just be this noise just going on and on and on. And, you know, my girlfriend's mother has it as well. And, like, she didn't know. She just kind of got it later in life, and she didn't know what it was. So it gets kind of freaky because all of a sudden you're hearing a noise no one else can hear. Oh, so, so you have a real personal connection with this uh, affliction. Yeah, so I was like, oh, okay. Let's, and he's like, I want to do a story about that. And I always wanted to do, like, a haunted house type of, type of story because I feel like that genre just doesn't get used nowadays. So I was like, all right, let's do a haunted house tinnitus-related story, and that's kind of how tinnitus came to be. And uh, what for you would be, like, your favorite uh, haunted house story, then? Ooh. I don't know. I'm not sure if I have a favorite, to be honest with you. Like, um, I guess... Can you come to mind? I don't know. Uh, Haunted Mansion. I liked Haunted... Like, when I was a kid, I loved Haunted Mansion. Not the Eddie Murphy movie, but <laughs> but um, you know, like H.P. Lovecraft is stuff I used to like look up and get you kind of get an idea for that. And then there would be those old like little radio. I remember one time in school we listened to some type of like those old radio shows where they'd act everything out. Mm-hmm. And I remember there was one about a haunted house, and for some reason it always sticks in my head. And then I have no idea what it was about. I have no idea what it was called. I just remember this radio show, and it was like it was honestly really awesome but i can't remember anything else about it so i guess it kind of stuck with me on this one and then i watched crimson peak with guillermo del toro's crimson peak which even though it was marketed as a horror movie it ends up it was a gothic romance so i was like okay i want to kind of do something like that just a horror version not a gothic romance it's also set in like like a modern day haunted house type thing we didn't want to do anything that was like you know based in the 18th century or early you know, early 20th century or anything like that. We wanted it to be like, what would a 20, 2017 haunted house kind of type of thing look like? Okay, all right. And, and this is, would be like sort of your second, uh, at least for me that I know of, uh, attempt at like a, a horror uh, comic book. But what, what draws you to that to that genre? I have no idea. I cannot even tell you. <laughs> like back in the day, I'd be like, I'd never write horror stuff, and now it's like. First, that first thing that comes to mind, horror, and it's like it's not a full-on horror book. It's uh, it's definitely a much different pace than Croak was. Croak was very mm-hmm. fast-paced. It's very like there's a lot of quick dialogue in the beginning and stuff like that. Where this is just you know it's a one-man show throughout in the book, sort of a one-man show throughout the book. But um, you know it's a very, it's very different. So there's horror elements there, but I have to say it's definitely probably a bit more thriller. A bit more psychological, definitely more influence on Stephen King and Lovecraft than other things. But um, it, it it's 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 like it's more than just horror. I guess I could say I don't want to just say it's straight up horror. So 
I don't want anyone's expectations to be like, oh, a new horror, a straight up horror book. It's it's got a lot more elements to it. Well, that's that's cool. That's cool. And and what um and what do you feel like the the artist really brings to this book in particular? Oh my oh my god, the artist! I cannot wait to share the art with everybody because the art is just it blew my mind. It's uh, it's it has like this very scratchy type feel. Think like um you know the Sandman, Neil Gaiman's Sandman. Yeah, mixed yeah. with like a love. I can I can literally say when I saw her art, I immediately thought like this artist should be doing something much bigger than working with us. She, she is incredible. Wow, has a very, has a very a dark vibe. Like, yeah, I mean, she has a very, has a very dark vibe to it. Like, I cannot wait for people to see it. She has a very dark vibe to it, and I think she actually had said to me that most of her art never gets colored. So we were like, we were, we were like, wow. should we have the book colored? And we we're like, we kind of need it to, just to have mm-hmm. this specific vibe we wanted. And the colorist we got, the dude's work is just phenomenal. And I even showed the artist who thought that she's like, I don't know how colors would work. Cause my style's a little, it's very dark, heavy inks type of thing. And then when I showed her the cover for Sinitis, she was like, holy shit, that's awesome. <laughs> she's all excited <laughs> about it. So I'm like, oh, cool. Wow. Well, that is, uh, yeah, there's some, certainly some high praise in, indeed on the uh, on the artwork. That's pretty, yeah, it's like, pretty wild. Like um, J.M. De Matisse, I don't know if you know who he is. He's, he's a writer. Yeah, he's yeah, worked for like, yeah. Marvel. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I took a writing class with him. Like, he was doing a writing class uh, last year. And I remember I when I was talking to him, I was like, I got this artist. It's how much they charge. He's like, whoa. He's like, that's, you know, he's, he's like, you're paying more than what this than what like actually big people pay for. I was like, oh no. But then when I showed him the art, he's like, you're paying a lot less than that girl deserves. Like that girl deserves a lot more. <laughs> I was just like, I was like, thanks. See, I try and tell her that. Like, geez, her artwork is incredible. I cannot wait for people to see it. That's um, uh, yeah, boy, that's pretty exciting stuff. That's pretty wild. <laughs> <laughs> and um. And so that sounds very exciting. It sounds like a, it should be a really good book. I mean, uh, I thought Croak was terrific, so I'm definitely looking forward to to checking this out. Uh, and when does it come out again? It comes out spring. Uh, Croak comes out May 3rd. Tonight comes out at some point in the spring. Digital only, though. Right, yeah. And, uh, will there be plans to trade it, or is that just going to be going to see how it goes? Um, we're going to see like how the newsprint thing goes. And if the newsprint, mm-hmm. the whole newsprint line goes well, which I hope it does, because paying a dollar fifty for a comic or paying a dollar for a comic or one ninety nine for a comic is a godsend in twenty seventeen when it comes to comic books. Oh, absolutely. But yeah, um, absolutely. like, yeah. I mean, I hate I hate going to the store having to spend five bucks on a book that I might not even like. That I'll finish in ten minutes, and then I'll be like, was that worth five dollars right now? You know, and just this, oh, gives, uh, yeah. this whole thing, this, totally. yeah, this whole newsprint thing is just. It's going to give creators a new opportunity. It's going to give readers a new chance to be like, oh, yeah, I'll check out that book. It's only a dollar or two dollars, you know? Like, to me, it's the, it's such a smart business decision. And alternative, just they know what they're doing. And I am very happy to have my books, like, on their line and stuff. So if that goes well, I would love to have Sinaitis join the newsprint. And mm-hmm. then, like, for example, Croak is, you know, a 2016 digital book. 2017, they're doing the newsprint, and then 2018, we're gonna at some point we're gonna be launching a um, Kickstarter to do a trade version of Croak with a bunch of like extra stuff that I want to throw in. 
Okay, cool, cool. So so May would be just uh, the release then, um, just so I got it right, would be the release of, like, the first issue in newsprint? Yeah. For for, for Croak? Okay, okay. Yep. Just trying to keep all the stars aligned here. So I'm following. <laughs> very cool, very cool. And then and then, um, and then your, your new book, that's going to be spring, but no specific date. Yeah, no specific date yet. But... uh. Okay. I'll be posting okay. about that eventually on my Twitter and whatnot. And uh, speaking of um, the all holy Twitter, uh, where, where where can we find you on the uh, on the interwebs? You can find me at I use the same handle for pretty much everything, which is at why I'm cast w h y i m c a s. And where did that originate from? Uh, well, I, I was I used to have like a bunch of different I like little like greeting twit like names for social media and stuff like that. So it's YM Cast, and then this cast is just Cody Andrewsusa, my initials. So it's YM Cody Andrewsusa, and then it's like this is why, and then you can go look at my social media and see why I'm Cody Andrewsusa. Huh? Oh, and yeah. Well, that is that a lot more more in, obvious yeah. than than than, <laughs> than I was thinking. I was like, oh. What was this wild story going to be? No, just look, <laughs> think about it. Very simple. It all makes perfect sense. <laughs> well, well, terrific. Uh, thanks for coming on the show, and um, and then uh, tonight us, we'll look forward to that in the spring, and um, all the success to you. Thank you so much, man. Thanks for having me. Terrific. 